Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi Shior. Today's Shior is Daf Chaf Bet. We will begin on Chaf Aleph Amur Aleph at the words Amur Bishmon. Amur Bishmon Maaseh Betabi Abdo. Okay, so the Mishnah had said that there was a story with Tabi, who was the servant of Rabban Gamliel. He was sleeping under the mitah. And Rabban Gamliel made a joke to the Chachamim saying, Look, my servant Tabi, who's so knowledgeable, um, he knows Avadim, he himself, he's an Evan, he's Patur, so he sleeps under the bed. So you see that a bed, you know, Tama, Tanya, we don't have a Braita about this Mishnah. Amar Bishimon, from the Sikha, from the general talk of Rabban Gamliel, Rashi says, the joking, we learn two things. We learn that slaves are part of Sukkah. Why do we say that? Why don't we say from the words of the Ban Gamliel? We're teaching you something on the side. What, what, what do you mean from the, from the talk? From the words. Talking is indicative of the person saying it, whereas the words means that the words he said teach us things. It says, And some say, From where do we know that even the casual talk of a Tamil Haham requires introspection? A person should think about the casual talk that a Tamil Haham uses. It says, In Tehilim, Referring to, it says that if a person learns Torah Yomam Valayla, he will be like a like a tree that's on at Palgemaim at, at, at uh, calm waters. Which always gives its fruit in its desired season, and its leaves will not. <coughs> wither. Is that what we said? Wither? His leaves will not wither. Now, the, from the fact that we see the main part of a fruit is certainly the leaves. The, the, the fruit. The leaves are only a side afterthought. It's just that's a wherewithal for the tree to grow. But there's no question that the leaves are not the main part of the tree. And if we're telling you that the leaves are not going to wither, so we're showing you that even the Sikhat, of course, not just the classes of the rabbis, but even from the regular talk of the rabbis, you could learn plenty and you should really examine it as well. Okay. Says the Mishnah. One who Somech Sukato means he's leaning his Sukkah on the bedposts. Uh, just, uh, I was just re- reminded of a Tosfot. Thank you. Uh, Tosfot that was saying that the reason why he was under the bed, Tavi was under the bed, before we go further, according to Tosfot in the Mishnah, is because Rabban Gamliel's sukkah was full of rabbis who wanted to learn from him. And even when they slept, the sukkah was jammed with people. 
And Tavi, even though he had a place of honor in Rabban Gamliel's world, Tavi was a Tamir Haham. If you call the Tamir Haham by Rabban Gamliel, it's not a small thing. And he's called the Tamir Haham. But yet, Rabban Gamliel never freed him because, well, not, at least not at, at this point, he wasn't freed yet. And being that he wasn't freed, he was patur from Sukkot, from, from Sukkah. And he specifically slept under the bed because he wanted to leave, free up space in the sukkah for those who are obligated in the sukkah. Because uh, with, a, with a sukkah that's wall-to-wall, he felt that for him to take a spot when he doesn't need one would be wrong. Okay. Now, says the Gemara, Hasomech Mishnah, Hasomech Sukkato Mita. A person who leans his sukkah on the Kareh Mita, on the bedpost. Okay. Kishirat kosher. If it cannot stand on its own without the bedpost, then it is pasul. Why does Rebuda say that it's a problem if it cannot stand on its own? Says the Gemara, there's actually a machloket amoraim in the reason of Rabbi Yehuda. Pligiba, Rav Zera, Rav Abba Barmamo. Chad Amar one says, Rabbi Yehuda is following his logic that he holds sukkat dirat keva ba'inan. Sukkah needs to be a permanent structure. And being that you're leaving, the, 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 if you remember, we, we listed. In the first paragraph, Albert's giving me a look over here. You can't see it, uh, uh, Harry, but trust me, it's a, I'm answering a, look, a certain look by Albert. Um, if you remember, there was we, we listed eight Tanaim who all hold Sukkah Dilat Keva Ba'ina. Sukkah needs to be permanent. We hold that it doesn't have to, but there was Beit Shammai and there was a bunch of rabbis who all required permanence in Sukkah. One of them was Rabbi Huda. And therefore, we want to claim that Rida over here also is following his logic that it needs to be permanent. And the reason why it's not permanent is because if you lean it on a bed, which is thing, something that you move around a lot, so then the sukkah is going to fall when you move the bed. And therefore, that's why Rida holds Pasul, according to one of these two rabbis, either Abzeir or Abba Bamamo. The Chadamar, the other one says, this is the famous thing that people know, is because you lean the skach on something that, get, that, that can get tameh. And this is why many people, when they put the skach on the sukkah, they're supposed to be careful not to lean it on the bar of the sukkah. You should put something under it to make sure it's not directly on the bar. Why not? Piece of wood. Why? Because according to the second shot, Rabbi Huda doesn't let when it's leaning on something that's mikabel tumah. My binayu, what's the difference between the two opinions? Says Gemara, Kegon, for example, Shinietz Shpudim Shel Barzel. Let's say a person would stick into the ground four skewers of metal. Visikech Alehem and put skach on top of the four skewers of metal. According to the one who says that the reason why the bed is no good is because it has no permanence, something that gets moved around, and it's going to fall, and therefore it's not permanent enough. 
הרי יש לה קבע. This has קבע. יש לה קבע, right? Because it's permanent, stuck in the ground, it's not moving, moving around. ומען דאמה בני שמעמידה בדבר המקבל תאומה, but according to one who says that you're supporting סכך directly on something that's מקבל תאומה, this, over this is still a problem, according to that rabbi. So the two Amunaim will differ, not on the, it won't come out to a practical difference when it comes to a case of a, of a bed for sure, but it will make a practical difference in the case when you switch to a case of skewers of metal. Are you with me? With you. Amar Abayeh. This is only if the skach is leaning on the bedposts. But if you put skach on the on the bed, which you didn't, you didn't lean it, you just put it on the bed, which means, let's say I have a freestanding skach, okay? Skach standing on four posts, and it's freestanding. And I roll my bed under the thing. The fact that my walls are made of sukkah, of, of bed, bed walls, mm-hmm. that's no problem. So if I have a bed, which is a, a, a poster bed with walls in it, and I roll a walled bed into my freestanding skach, that's not a problem. It's only when the skach is leaning on the thing that there's a problem. Okay? Okay? My tama. What's the reason why it wouldn't be? Well, it depends on the two reasons of Zera and Rabba Bamamo. According to the one who said the reason why it was no good because it's not permanent enough. Here it is permanent because it's stuck into the ground. Since it's, since the, the skach is on the, the wood that's stuck into the ground, it should be good. According to the one who says that you put it on the Also, you're not, you're not putting it on something that's not too much. Okay? Here's the new Mishnah. Sukkah Midublelet. If you have a sukkah, that's midublelet. Okay? It's not a regular sukkah, it's midublal. We'll see what it means in the Gemara. Which is more shade than sun, kishirat kosher. More shade than sun. Mm-hmm. If you make the skach thick like a home, even though you cannot see the stars from inside the sukkah, it's not a problem. We're not worried that you're going to walk into the, a sukkah like that and look up and say, hey, this looks like a house. I might as well go inside and sit in my living room. No, we're not worried about that, and it's fine. Even though you cannot see the stars. Okay? Says the Gemara, my mitublelet. What is this mitublelet business? What's up with this middle thing? Now, in fact, it's going to be Machlok and Rav and Shmuel, what it is. Amarav, Rav says, Sukkah Aniyah, Midublelet means a Hazit Sukkah. It's got very, it's a poor Sukkah with very little Skach. The Shmuel, Amar, Shmuel says, Midublelet doesn't mean poor. It could be thick, very, very thick actually. But it's a Sukkah that has two levels in it. Some up and some are down. Some higher than others and some lower than others. So Shmuel, Rav says it's it's one, one level sukkah that's weak, that's weak uh, shade, and Shmuel says it's one up one down. Rav tani chada, Shmuel tani tarti. Rav learns that there are two 
there's only one case in the whole ratio of the Mishnah, and Shmuel says that there's two cases in the ratio of the Mishnah. According to Shmuel, our Mishnah has actually three cases in the Mishnah, whereas Rav learns that there's only two cases in the Mishnah. Oh, Let's see, see how it goes. Well, it's going to go through it now. Rav Tani Chada. Rav learns it as one. Why? Sukkah Midublelet. Umay Midublelet. And the Mishnah itself is explaining what Midublelet is. Midul-delet means hazit, missing. And a Sukkah like that, Shetzilta Midubach Mechamata Keshena. So according to Rav, the whole Reisha is all one case. It's Sukkah Midublelet. As long as it's Sadam then it's kosher. So the Sadam is a description of how poor the as even though it's poor, so long as it's more shade than sun, it's kosher. Yes, Abraham in the middle. He might be calm. Cool I don't know. You want his number? Shmuel Tani Tati Shmuel says there's two cases. What's the cases? My Midublelet, Midublelet, up and down. Telling you both things. Okay? Says the Gemara, Now we're going to talk about Shmuel now. Okay, Shmuel has the up and down thing. And we're going to explain that when we say, when, when, in what case is a Zuka considered Midublele and no good? Because according to Shmuel, we have a lot of... Bottom one, probably. I mean, yeah, what if you have skach that's not exactly even? So the sukkah is not going to be kosher? Amar yeah. When we said it's no good, according to Shmuel, that's if... I'm sorry. When we said it is kosher, it's only kosher if it's less than three tvachim away from each other. This Mishnah is allowing Midublelet as long as it's within reason. But once it's past Lavud, it's actually Pasul. Okay? Even if there is three Tvachim in between, according to Rava, Rava is explaining Shmuel. And he's saying, Welcome. Even if the Skachs have three Tvachim away from each other, Okay. Even if they do, we don't care. You know why? Lo amru ela she'en begagot tefach. Aval yesh begagot tefach kishira. Darmin chabut rami. Okay, here's chabut rami. Ivan, I know you were waiting to hear about chabut rami, so here you have it. Now, what's, oh, what's chabut rami? Oh, let me explain. No, no, I was. I remember it from uh, high school. Is that really true? Oh, wow. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Chavut Rami, for those who don't remember as well as Ivan, from, uh, it's already three years ago, no, Ivan? Three, four years ago? Anyway, so... A bit more, yeah, a bit. A bit, right, yeah. So, so for those who remember Chavut Rami, Chavut Rami works like this. If you have... Let's say your skach is up and down. So you, you have one lower one here and one higher one here. We could possibly say that even though they're three tvachim away from each other and they're two separate skach, then it should be pasul. But if the top skach is one tefach wide, 
we could drop it down virtually, not physically, virtually drop it down and say that they're even and we could kosherify it. That's called Chavut Rami. Okay? And Rava is saying that even if it's three Tvachim away from each other, so it, as long as you have a Tefach, you're going to be okay. That's called Chavut Rami. And that's what Ivan was waiting for so many years. Okay? Amar Rava, Mina Aminala, Rava says, how can I prove to you that you could say Chavut Rami? Well, very simple. I took, a, I took the laws of Ohalot, and I applied the laws of Ohalot to the, to, the, to the laws of Sukkah. How did I do that? Mina Aminala, Dechi Itbe Chavut, Tefach, Aminala Chavut Rami, that if it has a Tefach, we say Chavut Rami, Vechilet Be Tefach, Lo Aminan Chavut Rami. How do we know that? Because we learned the Tanam, we learned in the Mishnah. This Mishnah is in the twelfth parak of Olot. It says Korot Habayit. Olot, of course, talking about uh, an uh, oil over a dead body. And it says if you have beams of a house, v'ha'aliyah. Let's say you have a house where they put. It's a two-floor house. Okay, there's a first floor and a second floor. And they put the beams going across. I don't know if you ever saw your house, but in your house, in my house at least, most houses that are wood-framed houses, the way they have a house is they have, let's say, a brick frame around the house, and they have joists, which are beams that go from one side of the brick to the other side of the brick. And that supports the floor. On top of the joists, they place a flooring. Okay? This is the fact my house is indeed like this. There are joists running across my house that support the floor. Okay? One time we had to fix the floor. They ripped up the guy ripped up the plo- the, the underfloor and I was able to see the joist. I was looking at the joist. Wow. I never saw them like that. He says, That's because your your house is a hundred years old. He says they don't make them like that. It was like a square piece of wood. He says, No, now they put two by four, two by sixes. They don't they don't they don't put he said, but the old days they had a big fat thing like this. So the joist. So imagine you rip off the floor of both the first floor and the second floor. And now you have the joists. And the joists of the second floor are not even with the joists of the first floor. They're off to the side a little bit, okay? So, and and in the in the house on the first floor is a piece of a dead body. And we want to know if, if a Kohen is walking on top or a Kohen is walking in the house, is he tamerified? Says the Gemara. Korota bait valiyah, the joist of the first floor and haliyah and the second floor. Sheinalim aziva, which you don't put a you don't put a, a tar on top, so it's not really made yet; it's just open. Vehem mechuvanot, if the two floors are equal to each other, first and second floor, that the joists are aligned, then tuma tachatechad mehem. If tuma is under one of the joists, tachtei atameh, only underneath that joist. The guy's Tameh. So if a Kohen is walking, let's say there's uh, Tumah on the first floor, and a Kohen is walking around, if he's not under that joist, he's kosher. If he is under that joist, he's Tameh. If the, if the piece of Tumah is on top of the first floor joist, so it's in between the first floor joist and the second floor joist, then Benem Tameh, in between those two joists, Tameh. On top of it, if you're jumping around on the joist, as long as you jump on the joist that doesn't have the tumah, you're going to be kosher. Okay? 
al gabel yuna, if you're on top of the second floor joist, kinegda ad then if you jump over the piece of tumah up to the sky, or you hang glide over it, you're Good. Now, hayu ha'elyonot kibenatachonot, if the top one, this the, the Mishnah in Olot is saying, if the second floor is exactly in between the two bottom floor ones, which means the joists of the top floor, it happens to be smack in between the two joists of the first floor, and they're all lined up the wrong way, then, tumatachtehem, if Tuma is underneath one of any of them, Tachat Kulan Tameh, they all Tameh. So if you were, even if you have a piece of Tuma on the first floor, and you're walking on any of the floors, you're Tameh. You have Tuma on the, on the ground, it covers the whole building, and the whole building becomes Tameh for and you're Tameh, because we're saying Chabut Rami. Al Gabahem, if it's on top of them, Again, it's, it's all, we, we say Chavut Rami, we're lowering the top floor joist, and it's all one big roof, and it goes up to the, to, to the, to the Shamayim. Vitani Allah, and we have a Tosefta about this Mishnah, this Tosefta is in Olot also, when do we say these things? That's when the upper joists are at least a Tefach wide, which in our case, I'll tell you, that means if it's only if the hundred year old joists, because our hundred year old joists, the ones that are in my house, are actually a tefach wide. But the, the modern joists, the guy was explaining to me, are only a two by six. So it's less than a tefach. That's only with the old joists. Right? If there isn't a tefach in between the bottom joists, then underneath is tameh. It doesn't become the whole thing. Benem al gabem taor, but on top of them it's taor. Alma. So Rava finishes and says, "Ki itbu tefach amin chabut rami, chilat betefach amin chabut rami, shma mina." So Rava says, "You see from here that chabut rami is only said when it's a tefach, and that's why when you come back to our sukkah and you want to know when you can chabut rami it and allow it to be more than three tefachim apart, that's only when it's at least a tefach wide, the, uh, tefach wide, the skach on top, or at least a tefach wide. Okay, that was Rava. Yativ Rav Kahana v'ka'amar lahashmaita. Rav Kahana sat, and he was talking about this statement. Amar le Rav Ashi Rav Kahana v'chol hechadi let be'tefach lormin chavut rami? Is it true that without a tefach, you can never say chavut rami? What are you talking about? Vataya, didn't we learn that a Braita? This is an Erubin Braita, which we're asking a question. The first cases are not relevant to us. Let's read. If you are trying to allow carrying in a Mavui, and you have a beam that leaves one side of the, of the Mavui and doesn't make it to the other wall, or you have two beams coming out of the two walls and they don't meet in the middle or right. if it's less than three away from the wall or away from each other you have to bring another wall if it is three away you have to bring another wall says turn the page everyone if it's less than four tvachim, you don't need another wall. He, r- 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 this rabbi is holding, which is the first time we're seeing this in, in the Masechet, 
and we're not really focused on it because it's not really our point, but he's allowing Lavud to work up to four Tvachim, not three Tvachim. Okay? Arba, if it's four, now we're still finishing, let's go. Vichen, also, let's say you have, in order for a Korah to work, it has to be at least one Tefach wide. If you have two Korot, which are Mat'imot, neither one is enough to hold a half a brick. Half a brick is a tefach wide, right? If it could handle a, a brick on its side, which is a tefach, a brick, the bricks that they're talking here are a tefach on the side and a tefach and a half long. So it's not able to hold a tefach and a half, but it's able to hold a tefach. Then, right? So you have two twin beams next to each other. If they're able to be wide, if they're wide enough to be able to hold the side of a brick, which is one tefach, it's kosher. So two half tefachs are fine. Okay? The imlav, if they're not wide enough to two together, I have to bring another, another beam, the beam is not wide enough. Rashbagomer, im kabelt ariach leorko, if it can handle a brick on its side, shoshat vachim, Within three tvachim, which means they could be within three tvachim away from each other. You could do lavurit. Here's the one that we came for. This is what we're talking about. If one of the beams, which is the, the, the twin beams that you're trying to use as your Korah. So we were talking till now that twin beams were either next to each other or within three tvachim of each other. Now we have a new case where the twin beams, and I hope you can see me, you guys, Ivan and Harry, if the twin beams are higher than each other, okay, so you're trying to put them together, but one's up and one's down, would that work? Says the Gemara. We look at the top one as if it's lower. So you see that even though... Oh, wait, let's finish. So the Gemara will say, Ha! We see. But if the two of them were within 20 Amot, Amrin Chabudrami would say Chabudrami, even though it's not a Tefach. Because the two of them are half a Tefach. We're trying to put them these two half Tefachs together, and we're still saying Chabudrami if they're within 10, 20, 20 Tachim and 10 Amot. And, and 10, 10 and 20 amot. You see that it works. How could you tell me Chavut Rami only works? If it's a Tefach, I'll show you from this Mishnah over here that it seems like it's working without a Tefach. So the way we're going to answer this question is by scooching the language of this writer. Okay? So we're going to scooch the language in either way A or way B to scooch it. Mm. So let's try. Amarle, so if Kahana answer Vashi, Taritz Mahachi. You have to answer like this. And, and change the language like this. Either, At least the top one is not above 20. It has to be within 20. And the bottom one, instead of saying the bottom one is within 10 of the floor, no, the bottom one is within, is within 3 of it. Mm. And therefore it fits better. Okay? Okay. Good. Right? Inami, another way. That, that marks okay was a question, but I'm ignoring it. Inami, as long as the bottom one is not below four, below ten, elamalos has to be above ten. And the top one has to be within three of it. 
about Shosha, but if you have three, since there's no tefach, lo amin chavut rami. You don't say chavut rami. Okay. Says the Gemara. We said in the Mishnah. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We needed that. It, it opens automatically. Just turn it on. Siltam and Ubamachamata. If you have more shade than sun, Kishadat's kosher. Ask the Gemara. Hakihadadi pesula. It sounds like here that if you have even shade and sun, pasul. it's going to be pasul. Because the Mishnah had said if it's more shade than sun, Kosher. We have a contradiction of implications because this Mishnah mentions that it's kosher if it's more shade than sun, and the previous Mishnah, the first one, the Perak had said that it's pasul if it's more if it's more sun than shade. So make up your mind: is equal okay or equal is not okay? Right? Make up your mind. One, it's got, you got to pick your choice. If they were equal, they would be kosher. Answers the Gemara, lo kasha. It's not a question. Kan milmala, kan milmata. When we said in the actual skach, it's okay if they're equal. And the first Mishnah, in the Mishnah in the first Pedic is referring to on the bottom, which means if on the bottom, which means the top, when you have more shade on top, it ends up with less shade on the bottom. As it says, Kizuza Le'el, Amra Papa, Kizuza Le'el, If you have a zuz on top, it looks big like an ister on the bottom. So as long as it's equal on top, you could have, then yeah, that means you can have more shade on the bottom. So equal is really okay, okay, but well, but it has to be more shade. Than, you what you can have the bottom one depending on the top one. When, when I say bottom, it means in the shade, which means let's say you have the bamboo on top and you have the shade on the bottom. So if you're measuring shade on the bottom, it has to be more shade than sun. But if you're measuring on the top, it could be even. Why? Because an even shade on top produces extra shade on the bottom. Kazuzum el keister metahat. Actually, I don't know if I said that right. If you, in other words, if you have a hole, yeah, I think that's how Rashi explains it. Let's see Rashi a second. Just to make that clear. When the hole is the so- wide, the size of a zuz, the, the, the sun on the bottom comes the size of a sela. So the sun gets bigger on the bottom, not the shade. The sun gets bigger on the bottom, and therefore it could be even on the bottom. It's still, it's still okay. Okay. It says the Gemara, If it's thick like a house, Okay, Tanu what I'm going to learn in a brighter. Hamuvek min bayit. If it's thick like a house, afa bishig en kohumin mitukha. Even though you cannot see the stars inside of it. Kishirat kosher. Right? En kohvekhamanin. If you can't see the sun, sunbeams from inside it. Nin mitukha. Bechamai poslin. Bechamai says that that's pasul that's too thick. And Betilel Machshim Betilel says it's even allowed even if you can't see 
even the sun from inside. If you can't see anything, it's still kosher. Okay, we're going to stop over here. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen, amen. Thank you, everyone. <laughs>